Welcome to the Home Service Small Business Spotlight. I am your host, Arthur Yan, co-founder and CEO of Nest Protection Plan. We partner with restorers, contractors, real estate professionals, and other entrepreneurs to increase their revenue, grow their business valuation, and help them build a platform of services for homeowners across the country. We think every American family and property owner deserves peace of mind for their health, indoor living, and longevity, all for less than a dollar a day. Also, I love forming relationships. Add me on Facebook or LinkedIn today and let's connect. Oh, and stick around to the end of this episode. We'll reveal how you or someone you know can be our next guest in 15 to 20 minutes. Here we go. Hey, what is going on, everybody? Hope everybody is having a wonderful week. Uh, Welcome to episode number 41 of the Home Service Small Business Spotlight. I'm your host, Arthur Yan. Uh, It has been one amazing month that we've had so far, and we're not going to stop anytime soon. Uh, We have a great guest for you today, and he is uh, he's a really, really um, intelligent and very good, insightful (laughs) uh, coach and entrepreneur. Um, He has been teaching entrepreneurs for uh, decades. He's a retired doctor as well, and I think you're just going to be thrilled to hear what we're going to chat about. He is Dr. Richard K. Richard, how are you? Great. Now I got to live up to all that, Arthur. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think you'll fall short. I, I'm I'm counting on you here. Well, uh, it's it's an honor to have you on, Richard. I really appreciate it, Dr. K. Um, I know either way to address you, uh, you're fine with. But um, our listeners uh, probably want to know first of all how you got you went from being a chiropractor. Um, I guess several decades ago to now being one of the most uh, known, well-known and, and I guess studied and, and talked to entrepreneurial coaches that, that is out there in the industry today. Well, how did I get there? I started out as an electronics engineer, which is one thing. Uh, graduated from chiropractic college, drove out to San Diego and practiced for about 30 years. And one day I was meditating and got this uh, insight to shut my practice and serve entrepreneurs. So that was a little over two, two, two decades ago. And Arthur, pertinent to our conversation and your audience, ladies and gentlemen, your small businesses, and you need to stand out from the crowd. So I'm going to share a personal story. And I will tell you up front, it's going to sound like it's about me. I'm just a metaphor. When I moved out to San Diego, to establish a chiropractic practice, I was one of 300 chiropractors. Well, how the heck do you stand out from the crowd? I don't care whether you're doing HVAC or carpet install or pool. How do you stand out from the crowd? You're not the only one. Well, I got myself on a morning television talk show, turned that into being invited every every month for about a year. Then I got it. I'm going to teach you how to do these things, by the way. Then I got uh, an article in the San Diego Tribune. Then I got an article in the Los Angeles Times. Then I got a phone call. And this is the key to what publicity is about. The young lady is a producer for the 630 News and ABC Network in San Diego. And she says, who are you? We're seeing your name. We're hearing about you. Well, now I've got myself on a 630 news segment. 
Then I get a very similar phone call from a producer at PBS, Arthur, and almost word for word, she says, who are you? We're seeing and hearing you. Well, now I got a PBS special about me. Ladies and gentlemen, what this is about is getting your name out into the community so that you're not just, um, some of you may be old enough to remember the yellow pages, you know, going down the yellow pages and looking for a full page ad. It's people, you want them talking about you. You don't even care what they say. You just want them to know your name. That's what publicity is about. Absolutely. And one thing that you also uh, like to touch on when it obviously ties into publicity is uh, is your storytelling. Um, you are obviously a master of storytelling and, and you have really relatable stories, but you also um, are able to kind of guide people on what that kind of looks like. And, you know, everybody has a story. It's just, are we able to um, convey it in the right way? Are we able to get that message across in a way that uh, helps us connect better with people? I mean, we've seen it all. There's some people that, you know, I was actually reading a book the other day and they were comparing how some people may deliver the exact same joke. And because one person mm -hmm. delivered it uh, extremely poorly. The other person obviously did it with enthusiasm or whatever that, you know, they got different reactions. So can you touch, can you dive into that some more about how you like to uh, convey or, or discuss the, the art of storytelling? Yeah, it's real simple. Don't read. Now that may sound, <laughs> how many times have we heard some, well, let's use the expression. I love you many of us will use it and we'll use it over. There's a difference between I love you and I love you. Where's the passion? Where's the depth? Where's the emotion? When you are relating a story, get people involved. It's not just facts. It's not the old days of Jack Webb and, and, and Dragnet. Not just the facts, ma'am, just the facts. A story must be told with emotion, inflection. And by the way, when people work with us, and they want to enhance their publicity. I mean, uh, Arthur, we get people best-selling books in multiple categories. We get them on the news. We get them on in articles in USA Today. It's all about passion and how do you deliver a message? I can tell you exactly the same things, just speaking monotone, which is boring. We've all been to meetings where the speaker gets up there and says, oh, shoot, another one of those. When you speak through your heart and through your soul, and get people involved and evoke their emotions, you will leave a lasting effect. It's not the story. It's not the words. People almost don't care. They want to know who you as a person, who, who, who is behind the story. And that makes so much sense. I mean, you, we, I've, I've talked to so many people. You've obviously met lots and lots of people um, throughout your life. And when you, when you meet those particular people who are so passionate about what they're doing, what they're bringing to the table, um, how they're helping others, you know, it does show. And, uh, and I'm thankful, you know, I'm thankful to be very passionate about what I'm doing. It's clear that you are too, Richard. Um, and, and jumping on to, uh, over to another topic, we, we were, I know we talked a little bit before the show, but, um, the art of negotiation where, you know, you, you basically say everything is negotiable. That's kind of one of your philosophies. And of course, 
when you negotiate, it's not, it's about where everybody comes out, right? Everybody's a winner. The, the end result benefits both, um, both sides, or maybe there's even multiple sides. So can you dive into that some more about how you like to say everything's negotiable and there's a way to approach that? Approach it with, it doesn't matter what the outcome is. And I'm going to tell you a story, okay? Because <laughs> we talked about stories. I used to live in San Diego and Tijuana was about uh, 25, 30 minutes away. The culture in Tijuana is negotiation. Well, the woman I was married to at the time, he went down with a goal of buying a wrought iron uh, plant rack for the kitchen. We found a vendor, saw this plant rack, and we knew I wanted that. I asked the guy how much, he says 20 bucks. And again, the culture is I offer 10. That's how you do stuff in Tijuana. We get 19, 11. We, we keep playing this game. Author, we get to $15. And he's asking for 15, 25. I'm asking, I'm saying I'm offering 15. Back and forth. Finally, my, my wife said to me, Give him the freaking quarter and let's go home. <laughs> but I can't, I would have given him 40 bucks for the thing because it's exactly what I wanted. Mm -hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, in negotiation, remember your outcome. In that moment, I wasn't teaching this stuff back then, but that was a wake-up call. I got lost in the exercise of the conversation. I forgot my desired outcome. If your desired outcome is, I got to have it, doesn't make a difference what it is, there's no negotiation you've already lost. So, because th there's nowhere to go. Remember, again, I've said this maybe three or four times, your desired outcome. Now, you also spoke about something that to me is vitally important, Arthur. In the old days of negotiation, it's I win, you lose. And that is a model that has pretty much put this world where it is today. I win, you lose. There's no middle ground. Then we have I win and you win. And that's pretty good. That is, again, order of magnitude better. Then I win, you win, and our cohort wins. We're still better and better. Now there's a fourth level of communication. I win, you win and you, uh, our cohort wins, and humanity wins. What if we all stepped into that space and we took a look at the bigger picture instead of the little picture of just me, 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 we looked how everybody can win. I don't want to get political, but look at what's going on in Russia and Ukraine. From, from you know, Putin's perspective, it's I win, you're going to lose. And if we looked at it on a global level, and I'm not here to offer a suggestion, but if we looked at it at a global level, how can the world win? How can humanity win? What kind of peace accord can occur out of that? And ladies and gentlemen, if you're, so everything's negotiable. When I, before COVID, I used to wear suits and ties. I go to Nordstrom's. You say, well, you can't negotiate at Nordstrom's. Oh, really? You can. So the sales lady, you know, I picked up a nice suit and this is a favorite line of mine. What's the best price you can do on this? I'm going to say that again. What's the best price you can do? And don't say it with a snarl. You've got to be polite and always anticipate that the answer is 
That's it. I can't do anything. So she said, I can't do anything on the price. Now, I just stood there. I didn't smile. I didn't frown. I didn't say, oh, you know. She, but she thought she was going to lose a sale. She said, but why don't I throw in a shirt and a tie? Well, okay, so now I got a suit and a shirt and a tie. That's a negotiation. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> One day when I had my Jeep Grand Cherokee and it needed some major work done, the rear transactional had failed, uh, transaxle, and I went in to pick it up and I said, to, he gave me a bill of $1,200. I said, what's the best price you can do? He said, $1,200. I gave him my credit card. Always allow that the answer is going to be, I can't do anything. And what's the best price or, you know, it just, and, and be pleasant and fun about it. And if you'd like to know more about that, go to my website, richardk.com, R-I-C-H-A-R-D-K-A-Y-E.com. And there's all kinds of information there, including a program on the secrets of empowering negotiation. And, you know, I love how you touched on there too, the difference between negotiating on pricing with tangible, you know, products. And then of course you went to get your car service. That's, that's a non-tangible, you know, expert service. And right. with a lot of people that listen to this show being, you know, contractors and we, uh, in the contracting world, we run into that all the time where, you know, uh, it, there's not really as much room for negotiation, but that's one of my favorite areas too to discuss is how if you, it, it's not just knowing your value, it's showing your value. And so if you show your value, you show, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Homeowner, we're going to rebuild, remodel your home. And this is our cost. It may not be the cheapest. Um, it may be a little bit more expensive than some of the other guys, but you know, we're not going to negotiate much on this. This is, we know that this is a valuable service. You've seen examples of our work and so forth. So I, but I, I really like how you, you know, went into that where both sides or multiple sides, we can all win. It's not, it's not like this is a, a, a football game where there's <laughs> one winner, one loser. <laughs> so um, that's, that's very interesting. And Richard also, I want you to touch on your book because this is another big piece and philosophy that kind of falls into the the home service, the contracting sector. And your book's called The Secrets of Creating Customers for Life, uh, which is something that we all aspire to do, especially when we're owning businesses. So can you can you talk about the book a little bit for us? Yeah, glad you asked about that. Um, I begin the book by talking about the distinction between a client and a customer. Now, if you look up the words in a dictionary, uh, they pretty much have the same meaning. Ladies and gentlemen, I invite you into a different perspective. You should be a customer. You go to a 7-Eleven, you go to the supermarket, you buy stuff, you pay money. There's no ongoing relationship. You go get gas. It, it, there's no ongoing relationship. That's customer. A client is someone with whom you want to develop a lifelong relationship. You want them to go, well, okay, and I talk about this in the book, you want to go from a, 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 a suspect that's anyone out, ladies and gentlemen, you're in your small business, anyone out there, in my business, I do publicity, everyone is a suspect, everyone needs publicity. Then we narrow that down to a prospect, someone who says, hey, 
talk to me about what you do. Talk to me about your pool cleaning. Tell, talk to me about how I get a best-selling book. That's a prospect. Now we're in a conversation. We want to convert that person into a client. Now, not just any client author, we want to convert them into a raving fan. And how do you do that? You know, especially in today's age, if someone gets pissed off at your service, everyone's going to know. Arthur, would you have someone go out like that or say, Arthur did work for me and he's the best thing on the planet? Which would you prefer? Yeah, so, I think we all know the answer to that. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a given. So you must treat them. You know, I, I used to say, treat them like you treat family. And someone says, you don't know my family. <laughs> so you, you want to treat them as they are the person who is going to go out and sing your praises. That doesn't mean get all mushy and gooey. It means deliver quality service. We've all been on the receiving ends of shoddy service. I just the other day told my wife a story. When I had uh, one of my Porsches, I took it into a local brake shop to get brakes done, obviously. And next time I took it back to the Porsche deal. And he said, where'd you go last time? The guy snipped the uh, wire to let you know when the brakes are worn. I mean, that's like, really? Well, after that, I always took it back to the Porsche dealer. The point is, would I ever want to go to that person again? Not on your life. And if someone asks for referrals, you want them to say, hey, I spoke to author. They are amazing at what they do. So that book, which is available on Amazon, The Secrets of Creating Customers for Life, I think it's also available on my website, um, will take you through a journey. And it's not serial. And as you got to do chapter one, two, three, if you do one or 10% of the things that you will learn from reading that book, your, your business will go up. You will retain customers, keep them on your email list. I, I tell a story in the book. I live in a small town, Taos, New Mexico. A friend of mine's got a wonderful restaurant. And one day she asked me if I would write a review on Yelp. Of course I would. And I talk about this in the book. What if she had asked me for my email address and every week or every month sent a newsletter? These are the specials of the week. These are the things that we don't know. Oh, by the way, if you bring a new uh, client or customer, we'll give you a free dessert or a free appetizer. Yeah, that's exactly it. Your expression are, yeah. Keep people on your email list. Don't bombard them, but let them know what you're up to. In large or small communities, people want to know. And by the way, stick around because at the end of this, I'm going to give you a gift. Um, 15 billion emails every year never get open. They never see the light of day. How many do you click, you know, delete, delete, delete? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you a gift with a thousand powerful, proven email subject lines that enhance the probability of your email getting open. So the point here, author, is treat people like you really cherish them. And they'll come back and they'll sing your praises. And by the way, you do more business from referrals than from cold calls. It makes sense. It really does. And uh, I think 
that's one of my i think that's my stat of the day i guess i, I would say is the 15 billion emails that that go unread <laughs> but it, but of course we all do it we all ignore the the cold spammy emails um and of course there are a lot of filters now on some of these email clients where it'll just go straight to junk anyway yeah. um so yeah that's that's a wonderful gift that you're offering richard um a thousand email subject lines that are proven to work uh everybody needs to go grab that gift now go to richardk.com that's richard k-a-y-e.com um he's got that gift you can also read more and see more about what he's doing uh he's he's a brilliant mind brilliant coach he's been featured on TV. I'm just going to keep feeding his ego right now. He's <laughs> <laughs> and Richard, uh, it, it's been a very, very um, great privilege of mine and an honor to have you on the show and to hear your thoughts and your insights. Uh, before we go, I wanted to ask you, cause you, you do live in Taos, New Mexico. Um, what's, what's one of your favorite hobbies to do out there? Are you an outdoors person or I'll tell you that in a moment. I just want to make a distinction on the free gift. Yes, it's richardk.com forward slash 1000, 1000, no comment. There you go. I left that part out. That's okay. <laughs> That's adding that in. So um, what we, my, my wife is really uh, an outdoors lady, not, not uh, you know, heavy duty, but She'll get me out of this office and we we go for hikes. The, we're at 7,000 feet. It's ski country. Being out in nature here is outstanding. It's awesome. Awesome. Well, Richard, I appreciate it. I appreciate your time. Uh, he is Dr. Richard K. Make sure you go and check out his website, richardkaye.com. He's also the author of The Secrets of Creating Customers for Life. Uh, which uh, is available on Amazon. You can find it. You can purchase it. Um, after what he's told me, I know I'm going to read it. It's on my list now. And I think everybody's much smarter for listening to this show, Richard. Is there <laughs> anything else that you would throw into just some brief, maybe one philosophical thing that that entrepreneurs should do or should follow? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that in a moment. And ladies and gentlemen, if you are audacious enough and you want to grow your business, you're seeking to grow your business and you want to talk about publicity, you want to talk about a book, very simple, talkaboutpublicity.com, all one word, talkaboutpublicity.com. And it'll take you to my calendar, set up a 30-minute call. Yet, author, in response to your question, we see the world not as it is, but we see it as we are. We see it through our own lens, our own filters, our own craziness, our own joy. So when you see something going on out in the world, don't judge people. You don't know what they're going through. And it's through your filter. Allow them to be. And maybe they'll allow you to be also. I love that. That's a great closing statement. Um, and Richard, I think, thanks again. This has been an honor. Dr. Richard K. Uh, check out his website. He also mentioned talkaboutpublicity.com, richardk.com. And uh, thanks for tuning into the show. This has been another episode of the Home Service Small Business Spotlight, and we will check y'all next time. Arthur Yon here. Thank you so much for listening to the Home Service Small Business Spotlight. 
If you are a successful restorer, contractor, or home service provider who would like to be on this program, please visit jointhenestteam.com slash go. If you got something out of this interview, would you also share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the social. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag HSSP Spotlight. I love seeing your posts, love seeing your guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes of content. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings, and your reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, jointhenestteam.com slash go, or follow me on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next time.